the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. want to look at Matthew 25. That is how powerful the word of God is. You can never exhaust it. You teach and still light is still being shared. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not. Reaping where you have not. And gathering where you have not. Scattered seed. Reaping where you have not sown. And gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And... Went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and what? Lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Let's read verse 29 together. For to everyone who has... May you always have. Yes. Say, I have always. I have always. Say, I have always. I like Apostle Paul. He said, I have all. I abound. Having received of Epiphraditus, you will always have. Yes. You will always abound. Yes. He said, and you will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And verse 30, let's read it together. And cast I pray you will never be an unprofitable servant. The essence of this teaching, the purpose of this teaching is to help you discover your value and what makes you valuable and deploy it. You see, every child of God is greatly valued. One of the things that make people do a lot of things is when they have a low sense of value for themselves. When you don't have value for yourself, there are too many things you do. If you see a very beautiful lady prostituting her body is because she lacks an understanding of her value. Self-value and self-esteem is so important in life. It's more important than education because there are people who are highly educated but their value system and their sense of value is very low. I've seen and met a number of such people in life. Highly educated, scholarly, positioned, and still they are threatened because their sense of uh, self-esteem and value is very low. It's critical. He said, cast away the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be gnashing and weeping. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, we 
We started by saying that this servant was unprofitable. Somebody say unprofitable. He was unprofitable because he did not add value to what was given to him. And he did not add value because he did not see value himself. So we looked at ways to determine our own value. When other people determine the value of what you have, they will always cheat you. They will always cheat you. Will betize you if you fall into love with a man who knows your value more than you know your value. So take advantage of you. In every relationship, in every deal you get into, when you don't know the value you bring on the table, you will always be shortchanged. And I pray that you will never be shortchanged in life. Many people have regretted certain decisions they made because they didn't understand their value. They didn't know their value. Where you don't know your value, you settle for anything. You will not settle for cheap things. Shout a better amen. amen. When the other day, the man Jacob was told that I'm going to give you how much, he said, no, you don't determine how much you give me. I determine how much you pay me because he knew his value. An understanding and a discovery of your value is very, very critical in life. And we looked at 15 ways to test our value. Wherever I will get to tonight, I will end it there. And then by the grace of God, if I'm able to make time and capture it in a book, you read a book and find the full. Amen. Amen. He says, number one is the test of delegation. Somebody say the test of delegation. Your ability to be delegated and be trusted to carry out what you've been assigned is a sign of your value. A reliable messenger is refreshing to the one who sends him. The test of finishing. Somebody say the test of finishing. It's not enough to start the task. You must finish the task. The Bible says God is the author and the finisher. Jesus, the author and the finisher. The test of timeliness. Somebody say timeliness. Timeliness. Say timeliness. The ability to deliver good results in record time makes you valuable. You are good, but you're always late. An artisan who is sharp, but always late. Artisans. Ooh. Because I, 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 I have a woman I'm staying with. <laughs> I, I get to hear some of those things. I don't have patience for those things. So most of the time, I don't like ready-made uh, 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 things that are done. I like ready-made things. I buy it and I go my way. I don't have time for somebody to waste my time when I'm giving you money. Be pleading with you. Be sending you messages and you are ignoring it. That's it. That's, that's it. Yeah. Follow. You have to know your value. Praise God. Timeliness. Do it quick. Do it right. Praise God. It's not about just, oh, because, oh, I have to be fast. Then you deliver a poor job. We, are, we will get there too. So do it timely. Somebody say timely. Yeah, your ability to deliver. You will not have the time always to do what you are required to do. So learn to do things fast. Somebody say things fast. Yeah. If I have someone to call and it's important, I just note it and I'm calling. It's so very important. Number four, the ability to solve difficult problems. Somebody say the ability to solve difficult problems. Yeah, your value increases when you have capacity to solve difficult problems. Somebody say difficult problems. Life is full of problems, not just problems, difficult problems. Difficult problems. And the more you run away from problems, the more you run away from promotion, elevation, and breakthroughs in life. Every breakthrough you will ever encounter in life will come to you in the form of a problem. 
That's it. All through history. All through. In fact, the worst of times throughout history have always been the best of times for others. The worst of times. The worst of times. The worst of times. When war has been going on in the four region all these years until recent times where they, 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 they managed to bring some kind of peace, people have harvested millions from there. In every war-torn area or in every war zone, millions are lying on the streets. But how many people are ready to go? Everybody is so afraid to die that they are not ready to go there. Because in every refugee camp, there is somebody who must supply water. And if you get the contract of supplying water alone, you'll run in the millions. Praise God. But people are sitting down. Anywhere, when people in Africa complain this is a bad continent, it's because they, have, they can't see value. They can't see. They, all they see is problem. They can't see opportunity. The Chinese word for opportunity is problem. Difficulty. That, that is the, the Chinese word for problem. For problems. That is opportunity. It has the same root. Don't be afraid of problems. Praise God. Problems excite me. I like to see problems. I like challenges. They bring, they stir up and stimulate you onto creativity. Praise God. Your ability to solve difficult problems makes you valuable. The test of foundation. When you are able to be part of a foundation, you are valuable. You are valuable. I keep on saying, Kwame Nkrumah's place in the history of Ghana can, the history of Ghana can never be written. Rewritten. The history of every organization can be written once. Am I complicating here? No. The history of Lighthouse, it has been written. There are people who are valuable in the foundation. Bishop Yetisaki is one of such people. You cannot say, I have come, I, I want to do more. No matter how more you do, you will not be written among the foundation. That's why when we get to heaven, you and I, no matter what we do, our name will not be added to the 12 apostles. No matter what you do, kill yourself, die. No matter what it is you do, your name will not go there because your time has passed. That opportunity came even now. When it rains, you don't come to church. And you want to, when people die for the gospel, when it rains, you are contemplating, you have a car, uh, or you can get a lift, you can comfortably come to church with a taxi or whatever. But when it rains, you are afraid to come to church. And you say, you want to sit where Peter sat? Come again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. See, there's so much God wants to do in our time with us and for us. But we are too convenient minded to be blessed of God. We are too convenient minded. We serve God out of convenience, not out of conviction. When it's okay, I come. I mean, lately I've been thinking about a lot of things. You know, COVID has really tested people's stand with God. COVID is really tested people's stand with God. I have not met Christians who are too afraid to die like the Christians of this generation. Too afraid to die. But Mali said, uh, I think uh, uh, Ben is here. He said, everybody wants to go up to heaven, but no one wants to die. Ben is here. One of those reggae stars. Everybody wants to go up to heaven, but none of them. I think it's Peter Tosh. It was Peter Tosh who said that. As for me, the reggae people, I know them very well. Yeah, because that, that, that's my background. I know them very, very well. Amen? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The test of foundation. And in your lifetime, when you have the opportunity to set a foundation, may you yield yourself for it. 
most of the time when people have the opportunity because it takes a lot of sacrifice to lay foundation number six i think that's what we talked on last week number six we, we went up to eight okay so eight six we talked about the ability to keep secrets somebody's the ability to keep secrets the bible said a tear bearer revealed secrets but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth a matter. Whosoever keepeth his mouth, keepeth his tongue from trouble. When you keep your tongue, you are keeping yourself. When you keep your tongue, you keep your relationships. When you keep your tongue, you keep your friends. Praise the Lord. The ability to keep your tongue. The Bible says steady to be quiet. It's not everything you hear that your mouth must say. We talk extensively about that. If you are going to be influential, if you're going to stand in places of authority, if you are going to roll with big people in society, leaders and rulers and kings, you have to. One of the first things you must master is your tongue. Somebody say, my tongue. Of course. And then we talked about the ability to learn new things. Somebody say new things. Say new things. Yeah, you have to learn new things. Learn new things. If you, you, you stop learning, you start dying. Life is a school and it's a school of learning. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy lady. Take my yoke and learn of me and you'll find rest for your soul. The moment you stop learning, your wahala has just begun. Rest comes with knowledge. The more you know, the more rest you enjoy. Praise God. You have to pursue knowledge like, I mean, you meet a lot of people. They will choose a, a trophy or kebab over book any day, any time. Any day, any time. Any day, any time. You see, your value for books is a revelation of what, who you are and where you are going. Your value for book and knowledge in particular your value for knowledge. If you don't have value for knowledge, you don't have a future because you can easily be destroyed. The Bible said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. When you know who Satan is, what Satan has, you will worry less about him. Praise God. When you know who you are in Christ and what you have in Christ, you will enjoy your relationship with God. When you know what serving God makes available for you, you will never joke with your commitment and dedication to God. I'm not communicating at all. Your ability to learn. There are people who are never ready to learn new things. They are too set in their ways. Too rigid. They know it all. They can't learn new things. And wife who doesn't want to learn new ways of cooking? Eh? Ghanaian wives, still one way. If it's not green, it's red. Yeah. In this modern era, you have to learn something. You can stay on the net and find out new dishes and discover. That's how you, you are praying, Lord, give me a husband, give me a husband. All you know how to cook is tomato sauce and palava sauce. Angomo. <laughs> uh, looking for a husband. Who should come and marry you so you kill him with Angomo? New ways of doing things. You have to. Because, you see, new things are coming up every day. Somebody say, new things are coming up every day. Yeah. So, if you don't stay, you don't stay up and learn, you'll be late. 
you will be alive by late. Praise God. Knowledge is what puts you on the cutting edge. Anybody who is doing better knows better. If you are going to excel in any field of life, whether it's business or whatever, you need to be ready to learn. Somebody say ready to learn. Never feel that you are too old to learn. It's a backward mentality. To think that you are... I mean, recently I saw uh, uh, Dr. Aisibuati. Aisibuati of MPP, one of the founders of MPP. His children, one of his uh, uh, children who was in the medical school, when I was there, Dr. Aisibuati. I mean, that guy finished medical school almost uh, 10 or 15 years ago. Now his father has gone do masters and now a PhD at 75. 75 year old man has gone to school and graduated. How old are you that you can be taught? How old are you that you can learn? You want to do business at the global level. There are languages you have to set up and learn. Chinese will help you. If you want to do business at a global stage. Oh, my children will learn it. Listen, by the time... <laughs> listen, you, 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 you have to look at things from a global perspective. I'm not communicating here. Uh, certain languages, if you get the opportunity to learn, you are gone, far gone. And then we talked about your ability to work harmoniously with others. Somebody say, my ability to work harmoniously with others. Yeah. The Bible said, if it's possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all people. Learn to flow with people. Learn to get along with people. There are a lot of people who are skilled, gifted, knowledgeable, connected. But their human relations are so poor. As for me, excuse me to say. Yeah, what do you like? You are a human being. Work on your attitude. Work on your temperament. This is my temperament. Listen, your temperament will limit you. Because all of us, we have lapses in our temperament. The lapses in my own temperament, if I release it, nobody can hang around me. Yeah. But when you get born again, you don't function at the mercy of your temperament. You function through the fruit of the Holy Spirit. As you yield yourself to God, and as you yield yourself to the word of God, and you apply yourself to the word of God, and you discipline yourself, by the time you realize you are, you are, you are demonstrating a temperament that cannot be put in the groups. Why? Because the fruit of the Spirit is talking. Am I communicating here? It is very important. The Bible says in Romans chapter 17, 16 verse 17, I urge you, brethren, not those who cause divisions and offenses. Somebody say divisions and offenses. Listen, every time you easily offend people, stop saying people are too exam. Begin to work on yourself. Yeah. People are some way. It's not anybody who is some way. Every time you talk, people are getting angry. People are, every time, wherever you find yourself, easy, 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 easy. Offenses come up easily. It's not with everybody is with you. If you don't settle that, you will always create problems. It cannot be that everybody is bad, you are good. Different kinds of people. Somebody said different kinds of people. Yeah, work with different kinds of people. All kinds of people. Don't limit yourself to your tribe or to your country people or the people you went to school with. Different kinds of people. I remember one time we went to visit somebody and then I was with uh, Dr. Humphrey. He was asking me how I'm able to flow with people. Or I said, I learned it. Praise God. I learned it. You have to. You have to learn how to flow with people who are up and people who are down. There are people who only know how to flow with people who are up. 
the day you come down, uh, you will fall like fire. <laughs> yeah, you have to learn. You are going to office, you meet the security man there. You don't even say hi. Because you are the organ. <laughs> you are a problem. I don't want to describe that. But you are a problem. Praise God. Yeah. The people who take care of the washrooms and everything. The moment they go off, look at Teu. When they go on strike, the university comes to a standstill. It looks like what they do in the school does not matter much. Come to church, you look at ushers and you look at them with an attitude. Who are you? What do you have? Are you a what? <laughs> are you a what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Of course, today we are looking at our seven more to look at within the next minute I have ahead of me. The test of experience. Somebody say the test of experience. Experienced people are highly valuable. Experienced people are highly, highly valuable. You know, most applicants for job usually are declined not because they are not knowledgeable. Most of the time, they have a lot of knowledge. In fact, in this era where uh, joblessness is on the increase, a lot of people, are, they don't just have first degrees. They have second and third degrees. They are all looking for jobs. So when it comes to knowledge, they don't like it. But most of them lack experience. A wise man said an, an, an ounce of experience is worth tons of knowledge. An ounce of experience. An ounce of experience. Experience is very, very, very important. Lack of value for wise and experienced counselors cost the young man Rohoboam. He had the opportunity to lead one of the greatest nations at one point in time, but he lost all. He lost it within the first few weeks of his reign because he will not respect experience. Listen, learn to respect experienced people. I respect age and older people. I have high regard for them. Anybody who is older than me in any way, even if it's a one second older, I have great regard for you. Praise God. Because you know something I don't know. You were here before I came and you must learn to respect people. No matter your position in life, learn to respect experienced people. Somebody's experienced people. Yeah, experienced people. I always say, when I was doing my national service, is it national service? I think it was, I was preparing for my project work and there was this doctor who was helping me out. One night he was doing uh, night duty and about to do surgery. And during the surgery, he almost uh, cut the baby's head. But for the midwife who was very experienced and knew that that was the, the, the position or the baby must have shifted or something. I don't know how it happened. But when he was about, the man had, that was my first time, I've never been to the theater before. Because we're doing the work. He's so busy, he didn't have time for me. It was tech hospital. He didn't have time. So usually in the night, we'll go there and when the place is less busy, that's when he will go through my project work with me. So one night we're there when, when the office and they said there's an emergency surgery or something. <laughs> and he should go in and do it. <laughs> he said, I should go. He put scraps on me and then he carried me there. Praise the Lord. But the moment he, the woman just held the hand like this as if they were fighting. And later on, when we realized that's where the baby was, the baby would have come up with the mark. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So when you are the doctor in the hospital, stop treating nurses as if you know it all. Ghanaian medical practice can be very annoying because they don't see it as a teamwork. Everybody wants to, the lab man feels that 
this is my place. The nurse means this is my place. The doctor there. No. It's a foolish way of looking at medicine. Medicine is a teamwork. You need a pharmacist, you need a nurse, you need all of you depend on each other one way or the other. I'm not communicating that to somebody. You know the person who can handle conformity very well is a person who understands that medicine is a teamwork and have respect for everybody on the ladder. Nobody is above. You see, when you look at your body like this, eh? All parts are not the same, but all parts are necessary. I'm not communicating. Every part is necessary. There's no part that is the same. Your fingers are not the same, but all your fingers are important. Every one of them plays a vital role. So learn to appreciate that experience matters. Somebody say experience matters. Yeah. This man, his father had died and willed the dynasty of Israel to him. And he was supposed to take over. And when he took over, there was an issue he needed to address. Let's look at it briefly. I don't have time to do a lot of reading. So, Roboam went to Shikam, where all Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebad, heard of this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. The leaders of Israel, Simon and Jeroboam, and all Israel went to speak with Roboam. Your father was a hard master. They said, lighting the house labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal servants. Take note of the conditional statement. We'll be your loyal servant. Rehoboam, now you must understand that before they went, a prophecy had even gone forth. A prophecy had gone forth that the person who would take over after Solomon, the kingdom was split. But that prophecy was about to be circumvented if this guy will act on wise counsel. That's why when I meet people who don't have regard and respect for wise counsel, I teach it. I always thank God when I see elderly people like uh, Edda Toto join the church. Let's put our hands together for him. I prayed for them. I, this man gives me a lot of feedback. When Edda and Kama was around, he used to do that. But now he's at uh, this old, He's not able to come for midweek. Sometimes when we come to service, when we close, he'll come and tell me, Pastor, you are looking very good today. Then he will add one or two things. Very, very wise man. Sometimes when he comes, he, he feels that maybe he's disturbing me. I say, listen, feel free. I need you. I prayed for you. If you have an opportunity to have people who can speak into your life, eh, you are blessed. If you make yourself at a place where nobody can, your pastor cannot speak to you, your friends cannot speak to you, 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 you are alive. I mean, there are people, I just watch them. I told my wife today that there are some people, I know that when I say it, they won't do it. So I won't waste my breath and say it. Yeah. I have prayed and I still pray for the wisdom of God to find expression in me. I read a lot to stay informed and to also know and be wise. So after all that investment of prayer, all that investment of knowledge, when God gives me little wisdom and I share it with you and you will not value it, I won't waste my time. I'm not complicated here. At all. At all. Experience. Look at this. Oh, this is prophecy. Prophecy. Prophecy had gone forth. Your father was a hard master. Roboam said, come back in three days for my answer. So the people went away. Then King Roboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father, Solomon. What is your advice? He asked. How should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, if you are good to these people and do your best to please them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal servants. But Roboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead Asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advices. What best advice 
can people who have not seen much more than you have seen give you? What best advice can they give you? What best advice? He rejected it. Oh, it's sad as a pastor when you bring the mind of God to someone and the person rejects it. It's very sad. Though. That's one of the, the saddest moments of a pastor's life because you, you see, as you are given the counsel, you can tell that the moment this counsel goes, the person is done. So you can only pray for the person and wish the person well. It's a very sad moment. When you see that this person is on the path of destruction. But your counsel will not be valued and appreciated. Value-wise counsel because there's nothing new under the sun. Somebody said there's nothing new under the sun. The reason why a lot of people don't, they, they think that, oh, this is new. It's never happened before. It's a new thing. There is nothing new under the sun. Experience is critical. Somebody said experience is critical. Yeah. And sometimes, in order to gain experience, you may have to give your gift and a talent for free. And that is one of the things a lot of people have not learned to do. Sometimes you have to sell for free. Go and work in the office for free. Go and sit in the shop for free and acquire experience. When I'm hiring anybody, if you tell me you have not done anything, you have already disqualified. Like you finish school, you finish school one year, two years. What are you doing? I'm just at home. You have disqualified yourself. If I'm in the member of the panel. If you are at home, it means that your knowledge is not counting. You are at home. What are you doing? You are just at home. Eating and drinking. You are not. You must be up and doing something. Praise God. If you look at Jesus, anybody he called, he was busy doing something. Every one of them was busy doing something. Even if you are doing it for free, do it. Go and offer your services for free. Buy it. They say, have you worked before? He say, yes, where? This so-so-and-so place. But today, everybody wants to be paid for his services. This generation. Everybody. This is a generation where we can't let anything go for free. Do you know that David worked for his family for free? And that experience was what earned him the ability, the opportunity to fight with Goliath. The king told him, listen, you don't qualify. David said, hey, Oga." I know I've not been a member of your uh, army, but let me just tell you about my own little experience at the backside of the desert. The other day, I was just with the sheep. The lion came, and I confronted the lion, and I conquered it. The bear came. The king said, huh? Lion, bear, oh God, go now. Praise the Lord. That's, it. That's how David got the opportunity. His brother resisted him. The king refused him, but not when the voice of experience came on the scene. When the voice of experience began to speak, they cannot have to give way. Experience is very important. And you have to avail yourself for it. Number 10, the test of excellence. And I'll be coming here. Excellence, that is something a lot of people admire, but they are not willing to create. A lot of people, when they see an excellent choir, they admire it, but they are not ready to pay the price to create it. When they see an excellent church, they like it. But they are not ready. In fact, when you share the ingredients that makes a church become an excellent church with people, you realize that they are not willing. But when you create it, they like it. A lot of people, Africans have a culture of destroying things that are nice and excellent. Go to these embassies that are here. One of the ways they are really taking money from us is through their embassies. American embassy, UK embassy. I think American embassy, uh, UK embassy, I think they refund the money or something. I'm not too sure. But they are, they refund the money if they decline you, right? Yeah, but as for US, the NTC doesn't come back. 
And they, they are taking huge sums of money because that's why we like those places, but we don't want to create an excellent country. We like to travel to France. Oh, France is a very beautiful place. Very beautiful place. Beautiful place was not created by monkeys. It was created by human beings. And if we renew our mind and we begin to think possibility, we can do the same here. I'm not complicating here. Don't just like excellent things. Oh, I like this. Be willing to pay the price for it. We can't have an excellent choir when the choir is not willing to rehearse. No. You meet once a week, two hours or so, and you are in a hurry. How can you put up an excellent performance? You want to have an excellent music ministry. You don't make time to learn songs. You don't make time to uh, uh, worship yourself. How do you lead people in worship? It's so critical. Excellence it must be pursued at all costs. Don't just admire excellence. Be willing to pay the price for excellence. Excellence is not cheap. Excellence is never cheap. This is a generation where we like nice things, but we don't want to pay anything for it. See Mercedes, you like it. This is the kind of car I want my husband to have. Are you ready to struggle in the man with the man until the man can buy that kind of car? No. It doesn't work like that. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 verse 29, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Stand before kings. Stand before kings. Stand before kings. It's not prayer. Excellence takes people up. Excellence takes people up. It takes people up. It takes people up. Excellence takes people up. It takes people up. If you stand before kings, kings will not accept just anything. Kings will not just accept anything. They don't just accept anything. They've seen too many things to accept just anything. They have met too many people to settle for just anything. Have value for excellence. Nothing distinguishes a person like excellence. Nothing. Nothing distinguishes a person. The Bible said Daniel was preferred because an excellent spirit was found in him. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of excellence. He lives in you. How come excellence is not showing in your life? How come in your home there is no excellence? You wake up as a young man, young woman of your age. When we go with you to your room impromptu, the whole place is in a mess. You can't order your room as a single person. And you are praying for a spouse. You are a joker. Get serious. Praise God. Yeah, because you are going to create a lot of problems. If you living alone, there is disorder. Can you imagine the disorder, the state, the entropic state? You and your spouse and your children can be in. Only God can tell. The state of disorderliness around you will be more than when God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness. Of <laughs> that, that's, that's the level of entropy we will see in your home. Yeah. Set order around you. Every, the number of hours people waste looking for things that could have been placed at a single place. No order. Excellence is critical and Africans and Ghanaians are just disorderly. I can't wait to teach the church about order because orderliness is critical for excellence. And order is not suggested. Order is enforced. You don't suggest order. Oh, uh, then uh, 
listen, like the president was doing on Sunday, let's be wearing the mask, let's listen. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. Not in Africa. It doesn't work like that. Get the police on the street. Get the soldiers on the street. If people are not wearing, get them, beat them up. Silence or what do you call it? Uh, human rights activists. Listen, people who have nations that have developed, they didn't develop with this rubbish. Rubbish of democracy where people are free to do anything. People who are naturally disorderly, then you have given them democracy. You have messed them up. Democracy must come after order has been established. The place has been made beautiful. And even that one, a certain measure of control must still be established. As for Africa, we need benevolent dictatorship, not democracy. I don't support outright democracy in Africa. You may not believe me today, you may not agree with me today, but someday, when I'm dead and gone, you will see value what I'm saying. Yeah, because even in the church, if you do everything, love, love, everything will be a mess. Even in the church. Even in the church, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That's what somebody will quote you. But they won't tell you that God also wants everything to be done decently and in order. They won't tell you that. They won't tell you that. One of our leaders some time back is no longer here. Messed up and we gave her a clue. She says she doesn't understand that in a church we'll give you a clue. I say you are very stupid. You want to come and do things, but are here. Where you go to work, the reason why you sit up and you do things decently is because you think you are, you are getting paid. This one, we are doing it for the glory of the Most High God. And we will not sit down for you to spoil it for us. Am I communicating here? Listen, until your mindset changes, eh, your life will go on that same trajectory. Until your mind, you see, you cannot change, live a change and a transformed life in Africa thinking like an African. No, 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 no. You can't think like an African and change Africa. No. You have to come out. God told uh, uh, Abraham, he said, come out of your father's house out of your country and go to the place I will show you. Come out. Come out. In your mentality, come out. He told uh, Paul, he said, I, I must de I'm delivering you from the people to whom I'm now sending you. He delivers you from your people first, then he sends you to the people. Are you with me tonight? I hope you are not regretting for coming this night. Because it's, a, it's as if I, I'm, I'm throwing more fire. But it's not, um, it's not my fault. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 verse 41. He said, whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Whoever compels you. Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. That's excellence. You stretch yourself. You put pressure on yourself. That's how excellence things are, are built. Number 11. The test of loyalty. Somebody say loyalty. Say loyalty. Loyalty. Proverbs 27 verse 18. Proverbs 27 verse 18. The New Living Translation. He said, As workers who turn a fig tree are allowed to eat the fruit, so workers who protect their employer's interest will be rewarded. Workers who protect their employer's interest will be rewarded. Proverbs 20 verse 6. The New Living Translation. Many will say they are loyal friends. But who can find one who is truly reliable? Somebody say, many will say Many will say they are loyal. Many will say, haven't you met people who say, yeah, you can trust me. I'm, I'm cool. I'm okay. You can trust me. How many of you have met people like that? You trusted them and only God could save you. <laughs> many will say, 
the new century version says many people claim to be loyal but it is hard to find a trustworthy person somebody says it's hard the good news version says many people declare themselves loyal but who can find someone who is truly trustworthy may you be truly trustworthy we live in a prophetic age of disloyalty. Some people will hang around you uh, uh, until something goes wrong. They are okay, fine, fine, fine. The day something goes wrong, that's when they betray you. The day you rebuke them, strong, that's when they betray you. You see, I tell people all the time, loyalty is not seen in good times. Loyalty is tested in bad times. If you know you have a wife, go through a season of poverty. Go through a season of lack. Go through a period of sickness. Trusting God for help. That's when you will know. You know, the foolishness in Job's wife was revealed. Not when Job had everything. When Job lost every good thing he had, that's when the wife began to speak sense into Job. He said, Job, let me come. I want to address you properly. All this time, I've known you as a very foolish man. And I've just been enduring and tolerating you all this while. But today, I really want to tell you who you are. You are foolish, your God is foolish. Curse him and be free. That's when true loyalty is tested in difficult times, not in pleasant times. So until a challenging time comes, when you say, sir, I'm loyal, I say, I hear you. Yeah, I'm, I hear. I hear. I'm waiting for the time when you are proving it. It's not, loyalty is not taught. It is proven and demonstrated. And is usually proven in difficult times. Ruth and Naomi. When the woman lost everything and had nothing to offer Ruth. That's when loyalty was born. She didn't have anything. She could not give birth. Her womb was probably dead. Her children were dead. Her husband dead. There was nothing. Even in her own country she was going for. She didn't know what she was returning to. But that's where Ruth demonstrated loyalty. Praise God. David's friendship with Jonathan. Loyal. Listen, if you have friends, be loyal to them. Be loyal to your friends. Be loyal in your relationships. Mordecai was loyal to the king. When an information that could lead to his death came on his desk, he didn't hide it. He released the information. A loyal person will release information that is appropriate and that will help the cause of the organization. Number 13, 12, is the test of spirituality. Somebody say spirituality. Say spirituality. The test of spirituality. When you are spiritual, you are highly valuable. A lot of people don't know that spirituality makes you valuable. Spirituality is more valuable than skill. Spirituality. And, uh, and I'm not only looking at it in the context of even uh, uh, church settings. Almost in every setting. I mean, in what context did the spirituality of the man uh, Joseph and Daniel, in what context did they appreciate in value? It was in the context in the pagan society. Joseph's spirituality was valuable. So when they were describing Joseph and Daniel, they say a man in whom is the spirit. They didn't say a man who has first degree, second degree, PhD. A man in whom the, the spirit, a man in whom there is spirit of God. When you are spiritual, it sets you apart. Somebody say it sets you apart. Woman, be spiritual. Be what? Yeah, be spiritual. 
The value in you as a wife is not in your big breasts and your fine shape buttons. No, that's not your value. Your value is in your spirituality. Am I communicating here? Favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But the woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Not the one who is beautiful. Not the one who has extensions front and back. No, 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 no. It doesn't go anywhere. After some time, it will be useless. When the rubber meets the road and the going gets tough, you see that all of those things will drop. You are looking for a wife. All you look at is a shape, 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 shape. <laughs> because you are not spiritual, that's why you are shape, shape, shape. <laughs> when the shape begins to deal with you, <laughs> and you begin to lose your shape and form, <laughs> you will know what I'm talking. <laughs> Joseph's value, <laughs> Joseph's <laughs> spirituality made him valuable. He was very spiritual. Very spiritual. Spiritual people, they are in hot demand though. When you are spiritual, it's like all this time you are in the office, you say, hey, I'm going to church. You are known as somebody who is dutiful. Everybody in your office knows that you are very dutiful, but they don't know you that you are spiritual. And you think you are doing well professionally. <laughs> One day, you will come down like a, 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 a board that is descending a mountain. Spirituality is critical. Somebody says spirituality is critical. Yeah. Joseph was gifted, hardworking, but very spiritual. He said, for I fear God. You remember? I fear God. He was conscious of God's presence when he had the opportunity to mess up. He said, how can I do this and sin against God? It's as if God was by him. One of the marks of a spiritual man is that he is conscious of God's presence. Very conscious. Nobody is around him, but he knows God is around. Yeah, that's, That is very, very critical. Babylon, the man Daniel. Every other thing was okay. He was a wise man among wise men. What distinguished him was his spirituality. Because his spirituality gave him access. When the natural men came to their wit end, the supernatural took over in Daniel's life. He says, the thing you are asking, King, is with the God whose dwelling is not amongst men. And Daniel plugged in. The moment he plugged in, the Bible says, I have not seen nor yet, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit settled all things. Yea, the deep things of God. How did we see Daniel's spirituality? By his devotion to prayer. When we call for prayer meetings, you won't come. Fasting and prayer, you won't come. You are carnal, and your carnality will beat you up one day. Kana, very kana. No prayer life. You can watch TV for one hour. And when you pick your Bible, two minutes you are sleeping. Yeah. You are habitually addicted to certain movies. But you're not addicted to podcasts. You are kana, kana, kana. Because number 13, the ability to negotiate or bargain. Somebody say the ability to bargain. The ability. These are things that makes you valuable. The ability to bargain for better deeds makes you highly valuable. When you can bargain, don't just pay for things because you have the money. Bargain. Somebody say bargain. Yeah, bargain. 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 And learn to bargain well. I said bargaining skills is one of the most important skills. You need to live a successful life. Bargaining skills. Somebody say bargaining skills. Yeah, because life is all about bargaining. Life. You are always giving out something in exchange for something. You are always you are either giving your future away for a short moment of pleasure 
all you are always there is nothing that is for free in life there's always an exchange somebody say an exchange yeah and you always need to be careful what you are exchanging for hebrews chapter 12 verse 16 Esau had a glorious beautiful destiny but he lost it because he did not know how to bargain Esau, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau who for one morsel of bread sold his birthright. Look at that. Morsel of bread. He sold his birthright. The value. He didn't know the value of the birthright. So when he was hungry, he said, oh, I'm hungry. I need food to eat now. You are talking about birthright which will only work for tomorrow. Don't waste my time. Give me food now. That was how he lost it. And there are many things we are losing. God says, I, I must marry you. And if I must marry you, I must test the road. Keep on testing. The Bible says in Genesis 29, verse 29 to 30, 34, it says, Now Jacob cooked stew. Someone says stew. A man is about to sell his future because of stew. He says stew. He says stew. And Esau came in from the field and he was weary. Look at verse and Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same rest you, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Now look at this. He says, feed me with that same stew. The same stew. You came from the bush. Somebody has prepared this stew. Instead of going to cook your own or find something, he said, I want to eat the same. Be careful what you desire for yourself. Say, give me the same. That was right. And Jacob is not a foolish guy. He knew how to bargain. Look at it. Verse 31. He's not a foolish guy. He said, sell me your birthright as of this day. I know you are hungry. You want money? <laughs> Give me your land. <laughs> you want money? Ah, <laughs> let's get into this deal. You want money? Make me a partner. And look at the money he's bringing. And you have given him 50% stake in a business that God has great plans for. Don't sell your destiny to. Look at that. He said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Listen, most of the time when people say I'm about to die, they simply don't know that they're about to live more. Now, listen, when this man lived there, he really regretted. That's why Hebrew says that he sought it with tears and yet he could not get it. He said, I'm about to die. In fact, if he had died, it would have been better for him. You see, it will be better you are dead so you don't see the effect of your foolish decisions than to be alive and see the consequences of your foolish decisions. Am I communicating here? He realized that he had made the greatest fool of himself just riding with girls because you have money. <laughs> At a certain stage, you may want it back, but you won't get it again. He said, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright? Verse 33. <laughs> Jacob says, swear to me. It's a deal. I don't want this uh, math math. Let's swear. Let's sign it now. <laughs> it's a deal. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Verse 34. Huh? And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank and arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Later on he realized that Esau was crying for the blessing. He cried. You see, there are things that tears, no amount of tears can rewrite them. Certain decisions you are making today. If you are not mindful and you are not guided by God's word and scripture, no amount of tears will change it. God is merciful and he will help you. But you have to be careful the decisions you are making. Number 14. Just help me close because I'm finishing it. 
The ability to offer wise and valuable counsel in a timely manner. Somebody say wise and valuable counsel. Say wise and valuable counsel. Uh-huh. There are some counsels, they are wise, but they are not valuable. But there are some counsels, they are wise and valuable. And when the two meet, hey, you are gone. Wise and valuable counsel when you have the opportunity. You see, one of the greatest needs of kings and leaders is wise counsel. Somebody say wise counsel. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 18, it says plans are established by counsel, by wise counsel, wage war. Wise counsel, wage war. Again, Proverbs 24, 6. By wise counsel, you wage your own war and the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Somebody say safety. Wise people always need counsel. Counsel. Kings, leaders. That's why we have council of state. They offer the president counsel. When you go to Mesia Palace, Otufu has his council of chiefs where he takes counsel with them. There is no Solomon had his own wise counselors. Rohobuam despised them and he did so at his own expense. But when you go home, I want you to spend time. If you're a lady in particular and you have many other things, add this one to it. The ability to give wise counsel. Wise counsel. It makes you valuable as a woman. Abigail. Her husband died prematurely, but she was not a widow for more than one week because she was wise. The moment she died, no, a man who was more endowed, powerful, said, no, 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 this girl, your widowhood is over. <laughs> I must have a wedding with you today because she knew she had married the fool, but she didn't divorce the fool. She found a way to stay with the fool until the opportunity came. And she gave wise counsel. King David was about to make the, one of the greatest mistakes in his life as a king and as a person. But this woman gave timely counsel and delivered Abigail. The moment that a man died, he said, go and send for her. Immediately, under 24 hours, she had become uh, David's wife. Wise counsel. Wise counsel. Go to the book of Esther. Read the story of a young a man called Memukan. Somebody say Memukan. Memukan. Memukan gave wise counsel. <laughs> wise counsel. Wise counsel. Timely. The king was confused. You know, when you, are, you have the opportunity to be around a king or a leader, when you are given the opportunity to talk, talk. It's very important that some people, I don't like meetings, having meetings with people who always don't have anything to say. I don't like it at all. Because it means you are not thinking. If you think you have something sensible to say, I'm not communicating here. Yeah. If you are thinking about what you are doing, you would have ideas on it. But when you don't think about something, you always don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to say. Every time. You will not go to places because leaders and kings have need of wise counsel. Nebuchadnezzar, the woman misbehaved. Everywhere the king was boiling. Call Vasti. Vasti said, listen, King, today is party party. You have done your party. I'm doing my party. What is all this thing? You are the king. I'm the queen. What she forgot was that if he had not married her, she would not have been a queen. You are a missus. When the man talk and you are talking back, don't forget that if he had not married you, you won't be missus. You will be madam or miss. Many women marry and finish and they think they are classmates with their husbands. You may be classmates, but in the marital union, you are not classmates. I'm not communicating here. That women, when you meet them and their husband, they do all the talking. That's one of the mark of foolish women. Yeah. 
when you meet a foolish woman, when I meet some of them, the moment you meet them, no, the wife will be doing all the talking and the man, Mumu, standing there. No, 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 no. no. A wise woman allows the husband to lead. Am I communicating here? Yeah. It's very, very important. You see, this is wise counsel, timely. There are some people when they come to difficult moments of their lives, the counsel they receive either make them or break them. This one. He said, King, this matter that you are looking at <laughs> is bigger than you see it. Too. <laughs> see, it's bigger than you see it. You think that Vashti only despises you. Let me explain it to you well. <laughs> and gave the king perspective. By the time he finished, the king didn't ask anybody again anything. He says, Listen, move quickly. <laughs> the answer I need, I have gotten it. It is time for action. Hey, summon all the ladies in the kingdom. As for Basti, she's already overthrown. Find me fine girls. Fine girls. I want to select one of them to replace this foolish woman. No, no. Immediately, wise counsel. And if you are a leader and you have wise people around them, tap into their wisdom. Tap into their wisdom. I mean, people I'm surrounded with, I tap into their wisdom all the time. I speak sometimes indirectly. I'll just be sharing what I intend doing. Sometimes Pastor Pay, sometimes with Reverend Bright, Mommy, you won't know what I'm going to use it for, but I'm tapping into it. By the time you realize my mind is shaped, fine. And when I execute, it's on point. Wise counsel. Am I communicating here? You have to learn, develop it. And you don't have wise, you don't, you can't offer wise counsel when you are not a learner, when you are not observer, when your heart is not into something. I realize that when you think about people, and you mean well for them. You always have something nice to say about them. <laughs> 15. Okay. <laughs> now today I know that uh, the Holy Ghost has come. <laughs> the ability to follow or work within established protocols. The ability. Somebody say the ability. I realize that a lot of people are just naturally not protocol people. They, they like to do things their way. Yeah. And it, it can be very easy and comfortable to want to do things your way. But if you want to go far in any organization, when you are a part of an organization, you don't seek to do things your way. You do things our way. The organization's way must become your way. Am I communicating? If you want to be part of an organization and be valuable, Jen cannot come and sing songs her way. No. She has to sing songs that are consistent with what we preach and we believe. I've been telling Pastor Sani. I've been telling some the qualities. You select songs that are consistent with the message we preach. You cannot be singing uh, uh, hell songs on when we are talking about heaven. No, no, no. Protocols. Somebody say protocols. It is very critical. Proverbs 23, verse 1 to 3. Now I'm preaching for you because my time is up. When you go out to dinner with an influential person, and you see, protocol matters to influential people. People who don't know anything. People who don't have anything. People who don't, have not seen anything. They don't care about protocol. People who are not receiving important people. They don't care about protocol. They can just wear anything. They can just do anything. One of the statements my father, one of the days my father came here to preach. He said, I don't know whether anybody heard it. He told the church that 
my he told me i think he told me i don't know whether he mentioned it in the church he told me that he's seen that i have a lot of respect for the work i do and the people i preach and the reason he said that is the way i present myself and i appear because when you are going to meet people who are not important you can dress in here not so but when you have respect for the person you are meeting you don't dress in here you don't dress in here and something as simple as this is so difficult for too many people to get so difficult you know sometimes simple things are not too simple they are not protocol is that when you go for a dinner with an influential person if you are going with your local local boys it's not a problem your schoolmate is not a problem but if you are going to dinner with an influential person mind your manners check your protocols check it mind it mind it look at it don't gobble food don't talk with your mouth full Some people, when you are sitting at the dinner table with them, their mouth is making all the noise. Their mouth. Their plate is talking louder than the kitchen. Protocol. Protocol. Learn, learning to do things in a prim and proper way. Learning to do things in an established way. You say, Kwa, this is how we want Kwa to appear. You say, as for me, I'm not too comfortable. It's because you don't understand anything. You're a baby who doesn't know anything and is not willing to learn anything. Praise God. This is how we want things around. He said, as for me, I'm more comfortable like this. Your skills, your gifts can open great doors for you, but your ability to follow protocols will determine how long the door shall remain open unto you. Never forget that. Your gifts, somebody say my gift. Your gift can open great doors for you, but your ability to follow protocols will determine how long the doors shall remain open for you. He says, Luke chapter 14, verse 8 to 11. When you are invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the place of honor. What if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? Look at this. The host will come and say, give this person your seat, then you'll be embarrassed. When you don't follow protocol, embarrassment is always awaiting you. And you will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Instead, take the lowest place at the foot of the table. Then when your host sees you, he will come and say, friend, we have a better place for you. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Can I tell you something? One of the the ability to follow and work within established protocols is one of the greatest marks of humility. The ability, the ability to follow and work with established is one of the greatest marks. You know, when people don't want to flow with what, how a system wants to run, it means they are seeing themselves above the system. They think they are better than everybody. They think they know better than everybody. Because other people don't care. You are the one who cares because you know better. You, you just want to sabotage the system. Do you know why when Jesus went to be baptized, the heavens were open? He followed protocol. He followed what? He followed protocol. I've never seen, I mean, look at the sinless savior being baptized by a sinner in the company of sinners. What an insult. But Jesus was following protocol. The sinless, it is one of the places where the humility of Jesus was seen. The Bible says when he became man, he humbled himself. 
one of the places his humility was tested was when he came to John the Baptist to be baptized. Look at Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 and 15. That's, those are my two last tests I'm quoting. Then we'll close. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbid him. Why did he forbid him? Because according to John, it was against protocol. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? And the King James says, and Jesus answered said, suffer it for it to be so for now. For thus it becomes to fulfill all righteousness. Protocol. All righteousness. All righteousness. Haven't you seen somebody who has gone to a place and sometimes he knows somebody there. You can go to Otunfo's palace. You know Otunfo. He has an appointment with you. But your attitude towards protocol can prevent you from seeing him. I'm not complicating here. It's not that he didn't want to see you. He gave you an appointment. His, his certificate may be with you. His car, everything will be on it, but your inability to follow protocol. The protocol people you don't regard. The horses who when they speak, you don't want to listen. They can stop you. Praise God. They can stop you. Look at Luke chapter 3 verse 21 to 22. When all the people were baptized, <laughs> when all, look, 21, 22. When all the people were baptized, who were the people being baptized? Look at this. You see, John's baptism was John John's baptism was baptism unto repentance. You remember, repentance from what sin? What sin did Jesus do commit? For him to now go to a sinner. John was born a sinner, and the sinner stands in the in front of the sinless Savior, and he is baptizing him. And Jesus, the Bible said, all the people, and it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized. So if it was a queue, eh, Jesus didn't jump queue. He went and joined the queue. And they were baptized. And Jesus also being baptized and prayed. The heavens opened. And God said, this is my beloved son. In whom I will. Usually people who don't want to follow protocol, it's because they think they have a certain access to the higher power. Yeah, when people don't want to follow, it's because they are, somebody wants to come and see me in the office and meets, uh, comes to meet uh, whoever is there and says, oh, you have to wait. Oh, Papa said I should come and see him. He, he just told me I can come in. Ah. <laughs> One day I shouted at a certain guy only to realize later that he was mental. <laughs> she, wa- she was almost fighting with the usher that was supposed to attend to me on that day. I said, hey, you think the people around had never seen me in that mood before. But I deliberately manifested that so that other people around will see something. Sometimes you have, if you're a leader, you have to manifest certain things. Yeah. That, that is not my pastoral side. It's my leadership side. Are you happy you came to church? Yeah. If you're happy, clap for the Lord. We are not fighting, no. I love you. All this many noise I'm doing, I love you. And it's because you are also spiritual people. That's why I'm telling you these things. Sunday, I'll just make it short for them because they don't have time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. If you must grow spiritually, if just coming to church and listening to the sermon is enough to make you grow spiritually, you lie. No, you have to do more. Stand on your feet. Just thank God if you are blessed today. Pastor Afroakwa has just placed in your hands the key for 
all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflivechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuapa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflive.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi. Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh,